0: Welcome in, War Chant TV. I'm Jeff Cameron. There is Tom Lang. We are a duo that works together on the Jeff Cameron show. He's also director of content. And I'm just like this vagabond host that fills in on videos from time to time here at War Chant. I I don't know how else we would say it, but we're breaking in here because I think this is really good news uh, that we want to talk about right now, which is, as you can see on your screen, as we get going, like and subscribe always. Like and subscribe so that you're alerted to when videos like this post and you don't miss out on the conversation. Breaking news, multiple media outlets reporting Southern Cal and UCLA are in talks to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten. Now, John Wilner originally uh, was the first source of this information. He's a Pac-12 guy, Pac-12 hotline out in San Jose. I don't know a lot about him. I'm not going to pretend that I do. He was the first to report it. Others jumped on board. Pete Thamel did as well. And Tom, if you would, I mean, you can scroll up the the tweets there. There you see Thamel's confirming uh, the Wilner hotline that Southern Cal and UCLA were exploring a move to the Big Ten. The schools researching the move for the past few months. Financial disparity between the Big Ten revenue and projected Pac-12 revenue proved to be the biggest factor. Well, of course it did. And that stands to reason Uh, You're going to get more confirmation here. There have been a lot of reporters to jump into the party so far this afternoon, especially Pac-12 reporters and Big Ten reporters who have connections, uh, obviously, to the upper brass of these two conferences. Look, at the end of the day, and let's just begin the conversation right now because I'm going to bring it back home to Florida State University here in just a second. But, Tom, this seems evident, right? The Pac-12 revenue from media rights uh, has been minuscule Mm -hmm. compared to that of the Big Ten and in and, and the SEC, really everybody else's uh, has. And, and Larry Scott prior, I know he's no longer there with the Pac-12, did a terrible job and, and was a failure. And now um, you're, you're talking about if you're the Big Ten, why would you do it? Well, you're bringing in Los Angeles to go along with New York that you already have. So you have the two largest markets to go with Philadelphia. Uh, let's add Baltimore to that mix. Um, this, this is about making more money. This is about making a lot more money, and you can look at those average payout estimates. We did a video not all that long ago about the desperation one feels while residing in the ACC. Uh, Now it becomes a fun talking point. First of all, can I just say that I believe this speeds up the timeline uh, for Florida State, Clemson, perhaps Miami, and a few others really all of the major players when it comes to the big time world of college football. If you think of the, the quilt that is college football, Florida state and schools like them are a big part of it. And so now it is that we begin to think about these two super conferences, which is where this was inevitably headed all along. Now I remember having a conversation with David Hale about this ACC reporter for ESPN.com. David said that when he talks to, athletic directors and presidents in the ACC or really throughout college football, the thought has always been that it was going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 48 teams, 40 to 48 teams. Could be two 20 team conferences, could be 24 team conferences. So what you immediately go to here is, okay, who's not in one of those right now? Who's not in the SEC and who's not in the big 10. And if those are the two mega conferences that survive, And it would appear that they're going to be the two that survive. Where do we end up? Where does Florida state end up? Does Florida state get chosen? I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. I know some people have panicked on these fronts. I don't believe so. Florida state would get in. They would be a sexy name to add to the ledger of your conference. When you're thinking about media rights and contracts with television networks and uh, online outlets and the like. So You know, we know now Apple is buying rights to college football. We know that more and more of these uh, entities are going to gobble up live sports, and you're going to want that. So how quickly does it happen? I don't know. It's a complicated mess right now. I do know that Jim Phillips, Tom, has to be in the corner somewhere puking because he picked a very bad time to get the role of commissioner, which he had cherished. He originally thought he was going to be the Big Ten commissioner. Politics played a role in that. Allegedly, he didn't get it. He became the ACC commissioner. Seemed like a great get for the ACC as he is extremely well thought of. And this is not certainly a knock on his acumen or ability to do the job. The problem is I don't think he's going to have much to work with here. I think it's a sinking ship. And I wouldn't be surprised right now if Florida State, Clemson, Miami, I don't know, Virginia Tech, whomever else, North Carolina, if they're not bonding together to make their pitch to leave and join. I mean, leverage this to sink the conference, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of hypothetical conversations are going on right now over the phone, not via email, not via text. I can promise you that to make sure that nobody is held liable for any breach of contract. That's what has to be going on right now across the country. Like, for example, yes, you are. And I'll pull the numbers up again. These are Pac-12 figures. You can see them standing side by side with the ACC before USC and UCLA would even leave. So this move in and of itself would completely kill the Pac-12. It's and over. If I'm a school like Oregon or Washington, or name your school that you feel has a fighting chance at the next level uh, at a super league, Utah maybe of late. I'm t- I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. Not only am I making phone calls with maybe one person in my athletic department to the Pac-12 home offices and say, "Do you believe this crap? Don't let them go. We need to be consolidated." And then I'll have somebody else in the athletic department calling UC- UCLA, USC, and the Big Ten and saying. Hey, can we be on the short list too? That's what you have to do right now is play those double-sided games, play both sides and see which one works out. You know, it was happening in live time uh, not too long ago, uh, not long before the recording of this video, that it was one fledgling report from this gentleman who covers the Pac-12 out in San Jose. I did some quick geography. I was like, how close is San Jose to not UCLA and USC? It's an hour south of Berkeley. It's in north. Uh, California. All right. I've been to San
0: Jose. It's beautiful.
1: It is, as is all of North California. It's a gorgeous part of the country. This, I suspected, was the bullhorn call to the PAC 12 offices to say something is happening. You are not aware of it. Let's put public pressure on the PAC 12, on these two institutions to remain in the PAC 12 so they can't consummate a deal in the dead of night and it's already post fact. And that's exactly what happened. As you see, uh, we put out the tweets. Uh, I'll put it up again from Pete Thamel. This has huge implications in the state of California, which I don't give a damn about, but this tells you how serious UCLA is about leaving because they would have to leave the UC University system in order to break away from Cal and go yeah. off to the Big Ten on its own. So this is not a decision that is made lightly without the president of the university deeply involved and weighing the pros and the cons of changing your identity as a university in the name of athletics. That's how serious this has gotten. And what I mean by that, the point is for Florida State, everything's on the table now. If you can find a way out of that contract, the grant of rights, then you find your way out of that contract in the near future. I don't know that they can do it on their own. I think what this is doing ultimately is it's putting pressure on the TV executives to take the first step. There he is. There he is. Super league more than anything else, because it's the TV executives who are going to be paying out five power five TV contracts, Three of which are completely irrelevant to them in a way. So
0: this is where it. you have to have the ESPN brass looking deep into the future about where this is headed, and understanding that you have to aid in this endeavor if you're going to want, you know, you would, you, you know, if you're going to want to help forge, create whatever this super conference looks like for you to be able to televise, you're going to have to get involved. Like you're saying, I don't think there's any doubt. Like at that point, wouldn't you be looking whether it's the sec or the big 10 and say, okay, well, let's look at the, what do we have here? What markets do we have? Well, we have New York and LA. That's a pretty good one. Okay. Now, now what else would we want to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'd want to do. I'd rather – I'd like to add North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Miami. Seems like a good call. Let's get on that. Meanwhile, the SEC is like, no, no, we we would like Florida State, Clemson, Miami. I don't know who they want and who they don't want. I'm not in those meetings, but certainly it makes sense that you're grabbing those with the most amount of football cachet, those that draw eyes to sets, those that create more of a buzz than not. That is Florida State. It ain't wake. So this is where we get the get-out-of-jail-free card that we've been waiting on for a long time. How we're going to get there, what it's going to look like, how soon it happens, I don't have answers for that right now. I'm not sure that there's somebody who does, not specifically to that timeline. Hey, it's going to be in the year 2028. It's going to be year 2038. It's gonna be, I, don't, I don't think we know that yet, but what we know is the tracks have been greased. Here we go. It's time. It's time.
1: Right. And I understand and I could see Gene Williams shaking his head about, you know, the the ironclad grant of rights. But this is a time. And I understand also that the flexibility of the Pac-12 renegotiation allows for USC and UCLA to leave at a time when they're grant of rights like Florida State has. I get all that, but it appears like we are moving towards an era of college football reshuffling in which you're going to move first and figure out the money later. And I think the networks are going to be okay with that because in the end, it's the networks that are cutting these checks in the first place. And it's the networks that don't want to look stupid and, or be paying for an entity that does not give them return on investment. And the way this is going right now, the PAC 12 will give you no ROI. The big 12. Great. They got UCF and Cincinnati. They're not going to give you any ROI. And the ACC is soon to follow suit and be in that same camp. So where does it go? We'll see. But necessity is the mother of invention. And I think now, You know, in in the grand scheme of the history of the game, 10 years from now, one paragraph is going to read Texas, Oklahoma to the SEC. The next one's going to read USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, and then the dominoes fell. We'll see how they do and how quickly they do.
0: It's a fun conversation because you're right. It is an ironclad contract. It is problematic, but we've seen things like this get worked out. I do believe that ultimately this is the thing that really saves us in a desperate situation of getting out of the ACC. Frankly, today's a day where we get we're getting past the the nonsense. We're 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 probably expediting the process uh, of getting out of this Packer and Durham uh conference. You know, I mean, this is where we get to this is where we get to get the hell out and say goodbye and peace out and all this stuff. I brought that up because we were laughing about it yesterday. Um, you know, I how that happens, I don't know, but again, the big 10, I would think just like the SEC as of right now. It's the stare down. Oh, it's time to get it on. Big boy. We counter your Texas and Oklahoma with a little bit of USC, UCLA. And we ain't stopping because we know you're not going to. It is now war. Let's go.
1: Yeah. And if it gets to 48, then you could almost see. And and again, I I get it. The the skeptics are going to shake their head. I choose to be optimistic because it costs me nothing. And, and uh, it allows...
0: Oh, for- just so you can see where this is headed. I'm not saying... Again, I'm not telling you tomorrow we find out that we're joining the Big Ten. Tomorrow we find out we're joining the SEC. I'm not saying that. There are going to be huge hurdles. There are going to be some legal battles. There are going to be questions that right now we don't, in an emergency video, have time or the information in order to answer. I agree with that. I'm just thinking that if you look off in the distance, you see where this is going. Now, again, there are a lot of people with a lot of money on the line that are very interested in not letting this happen, just as there are those who do want this to happen. But I think there's
1: an air of inevitability to this. Yeah, I think if this follows through and they're in advanced discussion, some outlets are saying that they are moving. Some are saying that it requires notification and some, you know, formalities. And some say there's still a decision to be made. But whatever the case, if USC and UCLA do follow through and leave the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is dead. So it's the Power Four at that point. At what point does it become the Power Three? At what point does it become the Super Two? That's where we're going here. It, there's no way that you can save the Pac-12 without those two schools there. There's just unless you band together with the, the, what's left of the Big 12 and you create some sort of conference there. I still don't think you have enough cachet. But uh, these these dominoes are crazily in motion, and it's weird how it happens in the dead of summer because this was the news just as. Uh, the ACC kickoff was going on last year. The Texas and Oklahoma would leave. This must be the season where athletic directors and university presidents get antsy.
0: I think it. Um, I think it's going to be fun to watch here over the next. I guess I'd say year. Uh, we're going to now because the conversation was ignited a moment ago when that when that news broke. It was ignited the last time when Texas and Oklahoma came up. And it's ignited again. And we're noticing this is happening a lot more frequently. Think about how often, even on our own message boards, on Warchan on the Jeff Cameron Show, on Wake Up WarChant, really conversations, private conversations that we all have as people that cover college football, or even as just people that love the game of college football. And all the times we all go out to a bar and have a cold one and, and discuss theoretics about the future. Hey, well, you know, this could happen. This could happen. We've all been talking about the day that, hey, this is moving to two super conferences. You know it and I know it. What's going to happen? Um... I I do wonder, what is the ACC? Because Jim Phillips and the ACC, obviously they've got to fight to survive. So what are your options? I'll tell you what your options are, and I don't know how you would make this happen. But if we're going to argue the other side of it for just a moment, Tom, and I know that's not the side we want to be on, what you would then do is think a million miles outside the box. You now have to start thinking about Okay, can I join with the Big 12? Can I, as the and split revenue? Can I say, uh, all right, those Pac 12 schools that aren't UCLA and USC, Washington, Oregon, uh, Arizona State, I, do you guys want to be part of the ACC? Uh, the Pac-12 might be thinking, does Florida State want to be part of the Pac-12? You see what I'm saying? Like, at this point, because the alliance is dead, baby. The alliance lasted for a year, and it went off a cliff. So now it's every man for himself, and you're talking about, what do you do to combat the Big Ten and the SEC? You you might say, there's nothing you can do. Well, they're not going to do that, Tom. They've got to fight for their lives. So if you're Jim Phillips, are you not on the phone with Washington and Oregon? And Arizona State and whoever the hell else you like from that conference, Utah are you are you not doing that? if you're if you're if you're that conference, are you not doing the same? Are you calling the big 12 whatever groups you would want out of there? I don't know who's left that you'd want, but maybe Oklahoma State. Isn't this something that you'd be doing right about now?
1: Yeah, it is. I think I'd go through those motions and, and see, you know, this was my radical idea when we did a roundtable last summer, uh, and that was you know, the ACC should have called the PAC 12 before UCLA and USC left. And, and seeing if you could have had a coast-to-coast, you know, drop the ACC, the A in the ACC, just call it the Coast-to-Coast Conference, right? Triple C. And you've got a West group and an East group, and then you have God, the travel money for
0: all that, Tom. Oh, crazy. well, yeah.
1: that's the other elephant in the room is that you've got to reclassify football and make travel arrangements for that and then have these other conferences that we don't know the names of yet come to life that are regional and regional alone. And football, maybe basketball can travel at the level men's basketball can travel at the level that football can, but maybe not. I mean, would you really who cares? The tournament's so big anyway. We'll see you later. It's really not that big of a deal for football is what it counts. And at this point, look, Jim Phillips is not going to be out of a job. I, You know, even if the ACC were to crumble in three, four years, he's not going to be out of a job and your job as a conference commissioner is to suit your conference members and serve your conference members. And if you've got a super majority at any point that says you know four want to go to the Big Ten, five want to go to the SEC and all have invites and then you can work the votes and you can work the room to get the votes to dissolve it, then it's in your best interest to be that type of executive that spins off assets and makes You know fun. who
0: gets I'm sorry Tom, you know who gets nervous today though. And in in many ways What?
1: I said, I already know. Good.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I know. But what I would tell you is, I again, I get it here. This is every man for himself. We're out for blood. You got to go get paid. You got to be part of the super group. I get it. I get it. That said, if I could bring it back home to the kid in me that loves college football, I mean, the ship has already sailed. I got it. Remember, I I make the joke all the time that if you love uh, purity in the game, then watch Ivy League football every Saturday. Because other than that, you're you're watching – a convoluted, uh, uh, money-driven, semi-pro mess. Anyhow, it's been that way for a long time since television money got involved. Now, who doesn't get in? Who is it that is sitting there today going, oh man, well, I guess the dream's over. Well, you know, I mean, that's pretty interesting to talk about. That's a lot of teams. That's the majority. That's the majority. Now you're starting to ask questions like, does Virginia make it in? Probably goes to the Big Ten. North Carolina probably goes to the Big Ten. What about what? Wake? Do they get in? No. I don't think Wake gets in. You think uh, Boston College gets in? Nope. Peace? Probably not. No? No. Go through all the conferences and start asking yourself, what happens to Cal? What happens to Stanford? What You know what I'm saying? Like you start. I again, Tom. This isn't about your empathy. I'm saying like you start asking big picture questions about a changing landscape of a sport that we have beloved forever. I'm not losing sleep over it. I am saying it is interesting to think about, it, and I do have some pity for people. Who are going to watch their their program or their university that they loved and went to and spot you know supported for years and years and years to be part of big time football almost by purely happenstance? Because I'll tell you what, they get screwed when you consider. Think about a sorry ass program like Rutgers is going to survive this because they got lucky enough to join the Big Ten for. God knows what reason they're, they're going to be an annual stepping stone. They don't care. They're getting paid, but like they survive Vanderbilt survives teams like that survive. Cause they're already in, they're not booting them out. So they're already in Maryland survived, but man, if you didn't get ponied up alongside the right deal and you don't have the cachet, your day is done. You just, you just got your death notice. It may not be tomorrow, but you just got an end date.
1: Yeah, from a revenue standpoint more than anything else. You right, that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you weren't going to win anything anyway. And you were a meaningless game on for power programs on their schedule too. I mean, every once in a while you'd score an upset. And I understand for Florida State those upsets happen all the time. They aren't even upsets. We're the underdogs in those games. <laughs> but I also am just vindictive in, in some ways. And here's one of those ways I'm vindictive. We have been evenly splitting revenue as a conference. Agreed, agreed. I football. don't – not- I'm not saying that that is coloring my opinion on the matter where I don't have empathy. Get us to where we need to go first, and then I'll worry about having empathy for other programs in the sport.
0: I I, I think I think maybe empathy is the wrong word here. I'm not saying that I'm gonna spend five when we when we turn off these cameras and I go about the rest of my day, I'm not gonna be sitting in the corner sipping on a beer going. But damn it, I feel so bad for NC State. You know, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that.
1: They'll probably get in, but
0: yeah. They probably will, although they've never won anything of any significance at all. I, I, I would just, I, I don't know, there, there are enough schools and enough programs that I think, man, that's, that's a toughie. That's a toughie for them today. And hey, listen, at the end of the day, though, I will say this. I think this ends up working out for us as consumers, as fans, as people who love the game. Uh, There's nothing against I would watch, for example, uh, and I think you would, too. Let's just hypothetical this thing for a second. Grab uh, Wake Forest. And if, if Wake Forest was playing USF on a random Saturday, it was part of a different classified level of football. Uh, yeah fine if 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 it's a level playing field and we get high level competition and they decide a national championship and they're not part of the super conferences great i'm watching that brand of football i am it's a a lot of people would probably prefer it i'm not one of them who prefer it but there'll be plenty of
1: people who do that's fine it's gonna work out oh totally i mean more options as long as it's part of the traditional calendar i mean shoot i'll watch the fcc playoffs yeah, I watch. Uh, look, I love watching fan play, especially the Florida Classic. I watch yeah. the Celebration Bowl. Those aren't I watch Army Navy. You know, those of course are, you do. Yes. The same levels of football, but it's football, man. So it's still going to be out there. It's just going to be you're, you're going to be reaping what you sow financially. If you're one of those institutions and there'll be some of the lucky few that you uh, enumerated that made the cut because they had the foresight to jump on board with a good conference, one that had the staying power. So good for those schools for having the foresight. Maryland in a way is safer than Florida state as we sit here this very second, which is, yeah.
0: I, 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 well, yes, because they're already in, but we're getting in. I'm not worried about that. And and I say, I, I say to you, I don't think that they had the foresight. I think they got lucky. I think they got really lucky. Uh, they took the extended offer and said yes. They, I don't think they said yes and went, you know why we're doing this? Because 10 years from now, everybody's on fire. I don't think they did that. I think they just took it. They they saw they got offered a good deal. There was a lot of money. They said, okay, I'll take the money.
1: Right, Well, and also the Big Ten Network did exist at that point. That's, well, where, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's the, the first domino in this whole chapter of the history of college football was when the Big Ten launched its own television channel, and little did they know that it would greatly color the next 50 years of how the sport is organized and played, but it has. It's a big part, too,
0: as we sign off, why UCLA and USC are saying, screw this, the Pac-12 network is a fledgling piece of garbage that nobody has, so it's not like anybody, you know what I mean? They know this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. We can make a
1: lot more money, so let's go do that. Hey, and if it also pisses off the Rose Bowl commission that they'll move off their uh, January 1st game so we can schedule college football playoffs in a timely fashion, good too burn that thing to the ground. That'd be good. Well, there's no more, no more alliance between the pac 12 and
0: the big 10 to play each other in the Rose bowl. <laughs> pac <laughs> 12 just got stabbed in the stomach. With why, why and the big 10 said easy killer. Just breathe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the worst. That scene bothers me to this day. He's Tom Lang. I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for watching. Like, and subscribe War chance TV.